0: Welcome to the Raw Food Health Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Salmon, Certified Holistic Health Coach and author of You Can Afford to Be Healthy. And this podcast looks at a holistic approach to health from a multi-generational and multinational perspective of women of color. What actually reduces high blood pressure? That is the topic of today. And I wrote a very long blog post on this with a book recommendation. The link is in the show notes, but basically weight loss, you know if you're if you're overweight um then that's contributing or puts you at risk of high blood pressure, so it doesn't help if you have it already. You want to lose weight and get into a normal uh, weight range. Um, if you're confused about that, you could check that out with your doctor or a health coach. I can help you with this. Um, vegan diets, a whole food vegan diet, not eating junk food vegan, right? Because there's a lot of junk food vegans. Um, but you know, whole foods, clean foods, right. and of course, raw foods, um, which is the ultimate. And then also,
1: fasting helps reduce blood pressure. Yeah and um and the meditation when you refrain from stressful environment that mm-hmm.
0: also yes right so like i said before weight loss is a factor and the the 16th annual state of obesity better policies for a healthier america released last month a report on obesity rates for every state and the district of Columbia. And they did it by racial and ethnic groups, age and gender. It's a very detailed report and their key findings, um, were that one in three Americans are obese. Can you believe that? One in three,
1: yep, one in three. I can't believe that. That's crazy.
0: That's crazy. um, and they, it says in the report that obesity rates vary considerably between states with Mississippi and West Virginia having the highest level of adult obesity in the nation and at 39.5% and Colorado having the lowest level at 23%. Mm-hmm. Um, half, nearly half of Latinos, 47% and Blacks, 46.8% adults are obese, while adult obesity rates among white adults is at 37.9% and just 12.7% for Asian adults. Mm. So I thought that was interesting. And we're going to talk about a li- that a little more. Um, but just to close off, African-American women have the highest level of obesity among all population groups at 54.8%. Wow. Yeah. African-American wow. woman. Wow. Which is why that stat alone, I think, is why it's so imperative that the Black church do something.
1: Because Exactly. I mean, that's exactly. like the one
0: thing that most Black women in America have in common is church.
1: Exactly. And they eat at church. Church provides food all the time. Yeah, so the church... Of-
0: The church can do so much. They could have cooking classes. They could have a garden. They could have workout um, sessions. They could have yoga
1: classes. You know, can I just address that? Please. In the Bible, it tells you that your body is a temple of the Lord. And I am so surprised and shocked to know that Christians treat God temple the way they do. Hypocrisy. And these are people who call themselves Christians. We are the one who's supposed to set example in everything. Mm-hmm. Spiritually, emotionally, physically, and mentally, we're supposed to set example. Because all those things that we do can create a problem if we don't do it the right way. And eating because, you know, we feed our our, our body. We also feed our soul. Mm-hmm. So why not take care of the body? Because with the body, if we kill the body, we are killing the soul. Right. So the food that we prepare is important. We, we teach people how to live spiritually. We can also teach them how to eat to take care of their temple, which is their body.
0: And this is why I want to encourage folks who are listening, who are health coaches, nurses, doctors, they, you know, they're passionate about healthy eating and healthy living to really engage with their churches if they're still involved. Because I know like for me personally, that's one of the pain points with being in church is like hypocrisy, even just being around people. Me personally, like I have a hard time hanging out with folks who I find to be, you know, hypocritical, and yeah. you know when I'm in church, I just I need that alignment to be there, and I have seen it done like at Trinity, for example, I've seen them take steps in that direction, um, mm-hmm. specifically uh, via Monica Moss and some of the work that she's doing in the church, that's the pastor's wife, um, mm-hmm. some of the programs that she has. And there's a lot of work to be done. It's not like everybody in the church all, all of a sudden loves you know greens and stuff like that or a healthy way to prepare the stuff. Um, but you know, it takes time. A lot of education needs to be done, you know, and and a lot of love, tender care, really, because it's about really showing people how to prepare things in a way that is tasty, that doesn't kill all the life, you know, <laughs> out of the food. Um, and it takes time to do that because people have either haven't been exposed you know or they're used to something different, and it's hard when you reach fifty something and older to change, you know, to make those types of changes. So you have to be even more patient um, with those folks. And so for the people who are certified health coaches and such and you're still involved with a church, This is a way you can really make a difference. And if you are not a certified health coach, I definitely um, recommend the Institute of Integrative Nutrition for getting all the nutrition knowledge necessary and all of the resources you need to start right away with workshops and things of that nature, uh, classes, uh, partnerships with fitness trainers and things like that. There's a link in the show notes if you're interested in all of that. Um, but this is a this is an area that you know this is not really dependent on government. It's actually dependent on the people to take initiative to make these types of changes. The most I've done in this area because I'm not involved in a church really um, is is you know spoken to one of my uncles who is a an official with you know the St. John's United Methodist Church, and I feel like that conversation didn't really go as well as I would have hoped. And I think that has to do with, um, you know, when you're, you're, you're climbing Mount Everest, you don't go like, you know, you don't ever like not climb and then try to climb Mount Everest, you know? And so like with something like this, I feel it would have, it would have made more sense if I was really, um, if that was really a focus of mine, um, it would make more sense to, find people within the church that I know are interested because it numbers help, you know, to have a support system, but trying to convince somebody who doesn't have that mindset is very, very difficult. And yeah, that's, very difficult. that's pretty much where I was. It was like, he, I felt like he, all he heard was me complaining and maybe I had that <laughs> energy at that time. I don't know. Um, that was, that was, that was at the time when I think that was like the first or second year of earth and cafe, probably the first, cause I was working in the store, um, at that point and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that conversation didn't go that well. <laughs> that was a, that was a fail. Definitely.
1: You and know, at, um, yes, yeah. go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no. This song by Bob Marley just popped up in my head a while ago. How many more will I have to suffer? Mm-hmm. How many more will have to die? Tell me why. And the, the word just pop up in my head because I've seen it in front of me so many times up to yesterday. I don't call names, but I've seen where a customer who is suffering with diabetes was sitting down and eating a bagel or a roll with cheese and ham. And I sank to the floor. My stomach was extremely sick. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that, I don't, I'm not prejudiced against you know, people in there. I'm just prejudice against certain behavior, okay? Which I find it sickening because you're already sick. You're you're overly, overly obese. You have diabetes. And that is your first meal of the day. I, I felt sick. I wanted to cry. Yeah. Yeah. So it depresses me. It's, it's not something that made me happy. It made me very depressed and sad even talking about it now because I've seen where people are dying in front of me because what they're very disobedient to their own self mm-hmm. your your physical self is talking to you and you're not listening it's very sad and when you tell me that 50 percent of blacks in this country are obese that's 50, a large number. 50, yeah
0: 54.8 of black no, some, women that's,
1: some, that's a large number we are yeah. dying yeah we are literally dying and we're passing it on to our children. children. That's the sad thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We are no example. We're supposed to be example for our kids. I'm hoping this mobilizes
0: people to really get involved and roll up their sleeves and do the work. Because like I said, the opportunity is there in the black church. And you have to do it in a fun way with, with levity. Because um, scare tactics work for some people. But I've noticed it doesn't work for other people. And you can tell somebody like, hey, you know, eating that way, you're going to die. And they literally just won't care. But if you make it look attractive and fun, they may be more willing to give it a try, especially if you're there as a support system. And I've even thought about that this, but it's like, I'm not going to just join a church to be like, you know what I'm saying? That's, it seems yes. ingenuous for me to do something like that. I think if you're already involved in a church, that's a big opportunity for you to really step up and serve your community there. Um, So, and there's a lot of different ways to do that, to spread the message. And IIN is a great place to start because IIN is a school where you can really find yourself. You can learn from all these different modes of thought in the nutrition world, get some business knowledge and find your um what you basically your niche, what you want to specialize in, where you want to focus in and have all the resources so you can actually start doing the work. And and from this report I that I thought was also very shocking was the fact that twelve point seven percent of
1: Asian adults are obese, which is the you smallest can you they're the one who probably born in this country because those people usually not obese. I really have never seen a, a, a overweight Asian. Wonder well, where they live.
0: <laughs> In Flushing, Ma, you're not traveling outside of Queens Village. That's what
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, but, yeah, but the ones that's over there, they, they're not—they're skinny.
0: Yeah. Well, so according to this report, out of all the groups, this is the group that we have the least to worry about, apparently, based on this number. But I was really curious about this because the fact that 12.7 percent of asian adults are obese has me thinking well what are they doing differently and then i did some research on and i found an article on nbc news where it says that um really this is a problem this is this is the whole notion that because asian adults are not obese doesn't mean that they're healthy they're still at risk for the same um issues that people get when they're obese like metabolic syndrome diabetes and cardiovascular disease even though they have a lower bmi which is um body mass index they are at increased risk uh for diabetes and that's because
1: they don't see yeah they
0: don't see the fat on the outside and people don't see it on the outside so they don't really pay attention to the foods that they're eating
1: exactly i'm glad you hit that subject i hit it so well because we don't want to just focus on somebody that is obese. Mm-hmm. We are focusing on people that are having the right diet. Exactly. Because not because you're skinny. It doesn't. I never forget that Lipitor commercial on television. This one was the perfect look of health. Nice, skinny, look like she's on the runway, and she fell down to the ground. It was a Lipitor commercial because they were pushing that drug. Mm -hmm. and it was telling you that the person i think liperture is is for yeah for cholesterol that she had high cholesterol and as skinny as she was so the diet is very important what people put in their bodies is very important right it's just what feed your mind with is important body mind and soul is important the food that goes into those places are very important
0: yeah and that's and that's That's the concept of being skinny fat, where basically you don't look fat, but you still have fat clogging up your arteries and those small blood vessels because of the types of foods that you're eating. So it puts you at risk for heart, Mm -hmm. type 2 diabetes, and other inflammatory um, illnesses. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, We we have health and wellness um, Sundays at our church. And I think, um, I don't know if it's next week Sunday, it's going to be, but... I never really see the sense in it because health and wellness, and they still serve the same food in our fellowship hall, which I'm praying to God that they change that direction, you know?
0: <laughs> Have you ever spoken to someone about the fact that that doesn't... All,
1: all the time, but maybe the wrong department I'm talking to.
0: It's all about finding allies. There has to be one, at least one person, you know, and, there, and maybe that one person is waiting for someone else to speak up. There could be five mm-hmm. people in the congregation, but nobody has the confidence to be the one saying something because we still, you know. And I know, like for me personally, with all of the every time we have a family gathering, I feel like, um, and when I'm around people who you know don't really care about what they eat, like they tend to kind of make people who actually do care about what they eat feel
1: out of place, right? And that all the yeah. time in our family, in our family it happens. Yeah,
0: and so and when that,
1: they're, they're listening, they know who they are. Yes,
0: <laughs> and so when that happens enough times, it's like your confidence wanes a little bit, you know. And um, so when you're in certain situations, it's like, oh, you know, these people are such hypocrites. But do you speak up or do you not speak up? So it's really about building that confidence within you, getting yourself together. Pulling up all the data you need to pull up, the books you need to pull up, and just start a conversation from a very exactly. loving place, like um, a nice,
1: a warm conversation.
0: Yeah, one thing. One thing would be good, like because I was this woman. I work with uh, this nonprofit hospital called AltaMed, and this woman um, was telling me that uh, an um, episode of the New Amsterdam. Have you seen that show? No. So it's a show about a hospital, right? And the guy is trying to be, you know, the the new head doctor who's in charge of the hospital. I don't know what you call that. He's like trying to make changes. I've only seen commercials, but this woman was telling me that the last episode um, was talking about the census and the way he brought it in was really great, where he talked about, you know... How important doing the census is because it's actually coming soon, where everybody in this country is going to have to fill out a census. Um, mm-hmm. But he w- he did one for the hospital because he's like, I want to know more about you guys, and I'm making sure that we're all a healthy, you know, we're a healthy community. We're a healthy mm-hmm. community. That means our patients will be healthy, right? And mm-hmm. um, so I decided to watch the show, and it really, it, this episode in particular was really good and it kind of it had me thinking like in this situation like if i if i were let's say i was back at st johns in que- in in long island right i would mm-hmm. just go to the pastor and say hey pastor i saw this show and i thought that was really interesting do we actually have any data on our congregation the health of our congregation and then i would pull up books i would pull up these stats i would pull up this report and if you if you want this report the link is going to be um, in the show notes, basically showing that, Hey, majority of black women are obese and all of the co-conditions that come with obesity. And, you know, if you want a healthy congregation and healthy coffers, you need a healthy, you know, I mean, if you want a healthy church and healthy coffers, you need a healthy congregation. Right. So, right. Um, you know, just having that conversation coming from a, a, a place of concern because the pastor is concerned about the church. He's concerned about the finances of the church as well. So, you know, there's a mutual concern at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, And at least understanding what's happening in the minds of the people actually running, you know, the organization. But I I know, like for me personally, I've had some choked up moments because I was at a meeting with LA food policy council, about, um, it was a good food purchasing policy, which came out of LA. They managed to, um, put forth this policy that is happening citywide. And we're trying to get the county to adopt this policy that looks at like five different things that includes, um, you know, healthier meals, right. And it has to be, um, animal welfare is one of the, one of the things in, um, making sure that the the workers are, you know, paid properly, and it touches on a whole bunch of different things. But the animal welfare part really kind of shocked me because – if you're still killing the animal, I'm like, how can you really call that animal welfare? And I was like bugging out everywhere except in that meeting. I was on social media just trying to make sense of of this thing. Like, how can you call this animal welfare? You're still killing the animals. You're still eating animals. You know what I'm saying? And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, if, if animals were killing, were eating babies, we wouldn't call that human welfare, right? We would be trying to stop the massacre but
1: exactly.
0: so that was bugging me out, but I wasn't saying it in the meeting. Cause I didn't feel like, even though these people are into, um, having a more equitable, um, and healthier population, they're not necessarily vegans. And this felt to me like a real vegan animal activist message, but they're the ones who said they wanted in the policy animal welfare. I just felt like You know, if you're going to call it animal welfare, that's a misnomer because this actually Mm -hmm. is not animal welfare. Um, But I didn't say anything because I was, I felt like, you know, and so, and I had to get, you know, that's why I really love my support system. My husband was like, you really should say something, you know, he had this Mm -hmm. whole long spiel. I can't even remember the details, but basically by the end, I, I got confidence in myself that the next time I'm in a situation like that. I need to speak my truth, um, yeah. and it, I, it could be crickets after, but at mm-hmm. least I put it out there because when you don't express yourself, you know what I'm saying, you just feel... It makes
1: you feel weird, yes, yeah. like you're a hypocrite, yeah.
0: And just un- unsettled, really, yeah. like like mm-hmm. a missed opportunity, like you're just, you know?
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. so, I know, that's the
0: but i get it and it's funny how you said that you you really or don't see asians that are obese but filipino adults are 70 percent more likely to be obese than the rest of the asian american population
1: oh yeah well i was really thinking of the chinese not not so much philippine you know but the chinese yeah so much from the philippines because i know they're kind of a little more body than the chinese people
0: yeah about yeah. 1 in 10 Vietnamese and Korean adults are underweight. Mm. So it's really obesity and under being underweight is really the source of both of those is malnourishment.
1: Yeah. The two of them is bad. Yeah. Yeah. And the solution is
0: the same. Eat whole foods, <laughs> eat plant-based. Exactly. Or eat less. <laughs> well, for malnourishment, you wouldn't eat less. You just got to eat healthier. And your body body's so, going to adjust to its normal size as long as you eat the right types of foods. It's about quality and
1: not so much quantity. Exactly. Make, right, make the right choices. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And, you know, speaking of this, this whole idea, I was hearing back when they thought that Bernie Sanders actually had a stroke, turns out now we know that he had a heart attack, people were actually saying he doesn't look that big.
1: You know, to it be dealing with this. What, but the sand, though, it don't have nothing to do with your size.
0: Right. I hear
1: people say, oh, look at me. I eat anything and look at me. But what's happened to your inside? I'm only looking at your outside. I don't see your inside. Right. Because as skinny as somebody is, they can have black arteries. People don't understand that. See, sometimes your genetic makeup make you remain skinny. And sometimes your genetic makeup, because I've seen people who who's, who's vegetarian, still big. But they're healthy, healthy, not overly obese, big, you know? Yeah. But Chunky. they're healthy, yes. Yeah. Um, and I've seen people who very, very skinny and very sick. Yep. hmm
0: Yep. It's just like the trainer from The Biggest Loser, Bob Harper. He was in mm-hmm. great shape, right?
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: training these people, and he had a near-fatal heart attack. And that actually triggered him to now eat whole foods, vegan diet before he was you know, touting the paleo diet, which was, you know,
1: killing everybody.
0: Yeah. I mean, talking about eating all these animal products and stuff like that. And now
1: that's one diet I could never, and I mean, never, never, <laughs> I could see because the diseases that, that really runs in, in our family, Yeah, that would give me a, a massive heart attack if I go on a diet like that and people who are connected, people who are really related to us have to be very careful if they go on that diet. I'm mm-hmm. telling you. It, specifically,
0: it, I want to shout out the keto because the keto we learned from our last family vacation that that's really popular and that's a high fat diet. That's specifically high fat.
1: This is why, Um. this is why everyone should educate themselves on their genetic makeup first before they do anything. Number one, know your genes
0: mm-hmm.
1: and know your food and try to be on a diet. Not go on a diet, your daily food, you should try and see if you can just maintain the right kind of diet for your body. Yeah, and don't don't go out there and and tell anybody that you can't eat this meat or that meat and this cheese and that those things clog your artery, especially cheese.
0: Yeah, I They're was I was thinking about that too, and I feel like there's so much science that backs up a whole foods plant based diet. We talk about it all the time on the show. I have all these books, book recommendations. There's all these um studies that have been done on hundreds of thousands of people over centuries, right? Um, touting the benefits of a vegan diet, how that is the, the our natural way to eat, that is the healthiest way to eat, that is the way to ensure uh, longevity, all of these things. Yet people hear a diet out there that says eat all this fat, and they're like, oh yeah, I'll take that. You must be wrong, because this one person said that on a test of 30 people, you know? <laughs> and... Yeah. Because they are hearing something that they already want to do. So it's like affirmation for something that they want to do. Look
1: at former President Clinton mm-hmm. when he suffered a heart attack. Yeah. You see what he did? He went on a plant-based diet. Yeah. Because, you know, the first one is a warning. The second one could be death.
0: Yeah. And that's the first one not being death is a blessing.
1: And another thing, too, because I fight all the time with a family member. I won't call her name. <laughs> a very close family member. That um, you know, I'm always concerned about what people eat, and it doesn't matter what you eat, you're gonna die. My thing is that <laughs> I'm not eating. I'm not eating not to die, right. because you have to die. I'm eating that I can live a, a better life, a healthier life. Live it today, because what I do for today, going tell me tomorrow. I'm not going to get up today and eat something that's going to stroke me down tomorrow. It's some kind of illness and I have to depend on medicine to keep me alive. Mm-hmm. And this is what, like, a lot of times people get sick and, and, and people will live after their illness for 10, 15 years. And then somebody will say to me, oh, look at that person. They're 95 year old and they're say, Yeah, look at them. Take a look at them. Where are they? They sit on a chair for the rest of their 10, 15 years can't move unless somebody moves them. Who wants to live like that? Right. I don't want to live like that. I want to be able to move around, and I'm quite sure everybody who listens to this will agree with me. It's, a, it's nice to have a healthy lifestyle that if you want to get up and move around, you can move. You don't have to depend on a pill to help you move. Because a pill ain't not going to help you move. It's not going to do anything for you. More than just extend your life, longer to just sit there and look. And all you can do is look. You can't, you can't even stretch your out to do anything for yourself. So it's best that they take their health up in their hands before you get to that stage of, of of the game, you know?
0: Yeah. And you know, like this problem that we have, and you were talking about, you know, Chinese specifically too, we've outsourced our problem. I was reading an article that was just published a couple days ago in Pakistan Today. And it mm-hmm. said, this is a direct quote. It said, in the list of countries predicted to have over 1 million school-aged children and youth living with obesity in 2030, Pakistan is ranked ninth, with China, India, and the U.S. topping the list. Wow. Over 5 million children to be obese in Pakistan <laughs> by 2030. So that's like in what, 11 years? <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, that's the next five population. million,
0: yeah. five million children obese in that one country. And they say China, India, and the US top the list. So that leads me to believe they were the top three. So China has a problem too. It's a it's a global problem.
1: Right.
0: Mm. The report right. has the report um that I talked about the state of obesity. They have a long list of recommendations on ways for governments to spend money to help solve the problem. And you can check out the report. The link is in the show notes, Um, Mm stateofobesity.org. But, you know, as for me and our family, like I said, a great way to... um, not be obese. And the weight just falls off naturally is to eat whole foods vegan. And to have that accountability, I highly recommend signing up to a CSA or co-op or, you know, something like Imperfect Foods where you get a produce box every week and you have to use those, those items. So you're making your own food at home and you're eating whole foods. It's like you know, you put your money into something, they give you the thing, and I think naturally you don't want the food to spoil, so you will make use of it, you know?
1: Exactly.
0: And I, I, I sent you, because you had asked me before. I tried
1: again this week, yeah, about, yes, I tried okay. this week. They don't deliver in my area.
0: In Queens, yeah, but they deliver in Manhattan and New York and throughout some different cities in America.
1: Yeah, they uh, just
0: money but hopefully they'll be expanding to Queens soon. But um, I I sent you the prices because I remember you said before that you wanted to know about the prices.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I use those prices and I go and do my own look of shopping and stuff. I am kind of happy with fairways. You know what I mean? You know, it's like, it's just like a 10 minutes drive, you know?
0: But, (laughs) but when you looked at imperfect foods prices, were they reasonable were they too expensive like they were they were kind of
1: higher than what i pay for um organic stuff really yes yeah some of this stuff not everything but uh, honestly the only way i could compare it out of to get a box delivered to me first to see if, yeah to, to see cuz if i know somebody who lives in the city that could receive a box for me yeah. i'd really let them get it and then this is the only way i could tell you know
0: Right, which is a great idea actually to like because they have small, medium, and large boxes. So if you get a large, you you save really on the shipping on the because they there is a delivery fee if you order less than a certain amount. Um, And so you you couple up with someone else, you can share the box, which is kind of like what a CSA or a co op does. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you had a whole bunch of people like at the shop that were interested in orders, then they could, you could probably work something out with the company to deliver to that area. Cause they would have enough like orders. It. Cause they, people need, the companies need to see demand, you know? Right. If, and if you can promise that, then they could work something out.
1: Yeah. 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 But the large amount of people would do that. I don't know of many. So, you know, as I said, it's a struggle here. Like it's, it's, you know, it's like when people fall into bad behavior, it's so hard to get them out of it. Yeah, Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. But I, you know, on this show, we talk about faith, food and finances. And we had some big news this week with the trial of Amber Geiger, um, who's a Dallas police officer that shot and killed an innocent man in his apartment, Botham Jean. And um, she said she, you know, thought she was in her own apartment and that Botham was a was an intruder but mm-hmm. there apparently because I was watching some of the videos from the trial, she didn't really spend too much time to figure out if she was even in the right place or if, if he was an actual intruder. She just shot to kill basically really quickly. But anyway, the the big news is that um, both of Jean's brother um, actually said, you know, that he forgives this woman for shooting his brother Mm -hmm. um, and asked to give her a hug. Mm -hmm. And this, this is big news in the community right now, because for some like the moment conjured up images of the Charleston shooting and how the victims of those people, um, the, the relatives of the victims forgave the gunman who shot all those people in Charleston. You remember? Right. And the judge in this case, in the Geiger case, also hugged Geiger, the the police officer who shot both of them and read her Bible scripture. So when I heard that first, when I heard that the brother hugged this woman and, and told her, you know, that he forgave her and then asked to hug her, I was like, this guy is crazy. Like, I would never and I could never, especially in this climate right now, this is ridiculous. But then when the judge hugged her and and read her Bible scripture, I'm like, there must be something that happened in the courtroom that I'm not privy to why even the judge would do something like this. As a woman of faith, how, how did it make you feel to see this young man say he forgives the cop who killed his brother and asked to give her a hug? Like, what is your perspective on it?
1: Okay. Let me just speak for myself and how I feel. As a woman of faith, and I've been serving God almost my entire life, I, I just realized after I see that how much a journey I have to go. I am on a long journey. And when I look, I see that I'm way behind. I'm not ahead because I, I know how to love. When I love, I love hard and I love with my heart. When my heart is broken, it does not fix overnight. It doesn't heal overnight. It takes a while the thought of somebody killing my brother just made me want to think like, dear God, help me. Help me think. Because I don't know if I could use those words that I forgive. Not so soon. It would take me years. Because when your heart is broken, it don't fix overnight. But you know something? As a woman of faith, I I commend that young man, young man, I look up to him. I I respect him for his journey that he's on and he could be an example to us but I don't reach there. I'm just being honest. I don't reach there yet.
0: Yeah, I was it's so funny I landed on Psalm 32 today and I was reading it and verse 1 says blessed is the one whose transge- transgressions are forgiven whose sins are covered. And mm-hmm funny i landed on this this morning because i've been struggling with the fact that he did what he did and the symbolism at a time like this and i'm just Mm -hmm. thinking you know she's blessed for shooting an innocent man in his home with a with a shot to kill as a trained officer then this world is really not real nothing matters we're all actors in a play we die, that's end scene, and we come back in a new film.
1: I, I can tell anybody that I first born human. I didn't born spiritual. Spirituality came a long time after I was born. So the forgiveness part of me is when Jesus came down to earth and he dwell among us, you know, and he teach us how to live and how to forgive. It doesn't mean that somebody's going to hurt, somebody for me and I just jump up and say, Oh, I forgive you. See, I'm not, I'm not that kind of lip person. I'm a hard person, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: hard, hard, not hard, hard person. I have to speak from my heart. The healing takes a while. Trust me, the healing for forgiveness, it takes a while for me because I think that when you do something, if you commit a crime, you must expect to spend the time for the crime you commit.
0: Right. That's that's what I feel too, because Psalm thirty two, if you if you even go further down, verse five says, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin, which I feel Amber did that because she did confess that she did in fact kill this guy. It's already yes, known she that she wasn't in her apartment. So but I feel like she still needs to do a full harsh sentence for killing an innocent man, even if you confess. Why would the sen- the sentencing be different, you know?
1: Exactly. There's just so much, so much that I see, that I vision. I wasn't there, but I vision it. That makes her so guilty. And I've seen people make mistakes like that. I've seen somebody on their cell phone in the city. The person was wanted, walking on, and talking on their cell phone, and they fall into something and turn around and try to sue the city. And the police. <laughs> The police give her a thank. and say, "Thank you so much for making our job so easy because you were wanted." Wow! You what I'm wow! So I see so much. Like this girl was so involved with her affair she was having. She was so in love. She walked up and passed her floor and went on the other floor. I mean, we have to. We have to give account for everything that we do in life, Sam. You know something? The, the funny thing is. We're talking about Bible of forgiveness. Even the sins that we ask God to give us forgiveness for so we still have to give account for it. We have to. We're gonna sit in front of that judge. We have to give account for a sin.
0: That's the only thing that actually gives me peace because there's so much that happens in this world where I feel like justice is not really being served. And when we talk we about give Yeah, when we talk about health and wellness, like it really affects our community, our stress level. When you talk about majority, more than fifty percent, like fifty. What did we say? More than fifty-five or fifty-five percent black women are dealing with obesity. That has to do with a lot of stress, you know, that black women are under, um, especially with the news. When you when you watch both Jean's mom, you know, talk about how much she invested. In her son, you know, and exactly. what she lost,
1: and what uh, she said. You remember what she said? What she said? She don't reach there yet. You see, a mother's pain is much different from what a brother or sister gonna feel. She said she don't reach ears. Where the forgiveness is concerned, she don't reach there yet, Sam. And I can understand that.
0: It's only been a year since he passed.
1: So. Yeah, but and she don't reach there yet.
0: Yeah, you
1: know. And, no, and I
0: there, the, the guy, Brent, because everybody's interviewing the brother because, you know, people are running with this thing. They're like, oh, yeah, black people should just forgive.
1: And we are, we are we, always forgiven. We, we always that type of people, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We which, always with some of people, people but, some people like Tariq Nasheed, I believe he posted. He said that that is our downfall as a community is that we're too forgiving you know, and there's, there's different modes of thought on this, but I just want to say that, you know, the brother, he said that he had to forgive so he could move on with his life. And I, underst- I understand that part, like doing it for you so that you can have some closure and kind of feel better. Um, I get that. But why he had to hug her, I don't know why he needed to do all of that, but
1: I, I couldn't hug her because I don't, I wouldn't have my brother to hug. See, that's the thing. See, I can't, I can't give somebody thanks for killing my brother. I'm I'm very sorry, Sam. Sam, let me tell you something. Jesus Christ was crucified and it was, it was ordained to be done. And every Good Friday I cried. I cried every Good Friday. The mere fact that he was crucified. You understand know what I'm saying? Yeah. So maybe something must be wrong with my heart. I don't know. Because I'm still angry about the people who kill him, who crucify Christ. So, you know what I'm saying? And Jesus on the cross, he said, Lord, forgive them because they know. See, Jesus is an example for us. But Jesus born human and spiritual. We were only born human. Spirituality came after with me. I didn't born spiritual. I born human. Spirituality came after. So for my forgiveness could be coming for me to forgive somebody. It could be coming even on my deathbed. I don't know. You understand? I don't know. But I'm just telling you from my heart that I, I, I don't reach there yet. Yeah. I don't reach there yet. I'm quite sure a lot of people could relate to that. Because if you love, if you love, you love with your heart. When you kill somebody that you love and your heart is broken, the broken heart don't get fixed like that so easily. Yes, you can forgive the person for their act because you want to move on. But there's a heavy feeling there. You don't even want to go close to that person. But you know what, you know, you know, when God talk about forgiving, he said, if you're right and offend, you must cut it off. Right. Mm-hmm. It does not mean that you physically chop your hand off, but you, you cut those people off from you, cut them off. You don't want to have nothing to do with them. So if I forgive you, why am I going over to, to hug you? I can't do it. I right. forgive what right. you did because you killed my brother already, but the hug, I don't know. Sam. That's I'm too sorry. much so it's for me it's too much and i'm a grown woman and and i just can't see it i don't see i'll be too hungry holding her i don't know what i'll do that's the thing and
0: i found it interesting because i saw on facebook you shared this and you know a woman within our community said something the opposite and it's interesting how torn we are you know you know you mm-hmm. may seem so similar on the outside, but on this issue, we are not all on the same side of this issue. And no. uh, <clears throat> this this whole thing reminded me or brought up back the Sandra Bland situation, you know? Mm-hmm. And what I really liked about what came out of this is the foundation, the Botham Jean Foundation, that mm-hmm. they started to continue the work that Botham was doing. Botham was very active um, in the community in St. Lucia doing, um, where he's from doing lots of good work, you know, and that's
1: um, what tears up my heart though. That tears my heart to pieces to see that this was a man who was contributing to society. And when she killed him, she was concerned about her job, her J-O-B that she getting paid for. In the meantime, she killed somebody who was doing volunteer work to help people and not getting paid for it.
0: While he worked full time at a great company, you know yes um
1: but and he find time to the volunteer work to help people,
0: yeah so but this now he's um going to be cemented as an inspirational leader. This thing was really horrific, but he did so much good, and his good can eclipse this horrific thing that happened. And his legacy can live on. And I really appreciated that. And mm-hmm. I, I appreciated the fact that even though the family's mourning, mm-hmm. they still managed to come together to do this thing. And um, the foundation.
1: What family.
0: Yeah. The foundation's able to capitalize on this opportunity of this publicity that's happening now to funnel money into continuing the work that Botham was doing. And it's the Botham Jean Foundation. And um, it's very inspirational. He's an inspirational guy, and this is just a horrific, horrific thing. And when we talk about health and wellness, we cannot neglect these situations of what of oppression, of racism, of um, abuse of power, um, because all of these things affect the health of people and communities, and also the news. You know, even though this was not my brother. It was not your son. We all feel it, you know. I
1: feel it. We feel. I feel it when anything goes wrong with our blood brothers and sisters, any human being. I feel it because I feel like that's that's a human being that God created, and God never created us to kill each other. You know what I'm
0: right. saying? Yeah. Yeah. We feel stress. We feel pain. We feel sorrow. Um. So you know,
1: and I give God thanks for the parents for their their spirituality and their belief in God that they're so strong because you talk about depression. if that woman didn't know God, she'd be going through depression because you know something as much as I I, I um, have a communication with Jesus daily i I have I'm, I'm struggling. I don't know if something like that happened to me. If I would be able to stand up there and give you such a full detail of my child, see, mm-hmm. I'm even getting emotional talking about it. So, you know, just imagine. Yeah. The very thought of, I'm thinking that that could be my child. That just killed me. You couldn't get a word out of me. You couldn't get an interview from me. Yeah, she was really
0: strong, especially compared to the neighbor, Joshua, who actually just passed away. I was watching his.
1: No, 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 no. No, no. Joshua didn't pass away. Joshua was got killed. killed. He
0: was killed, okay. yeah. And his, a
1: difference, um,
0: he, his testimony, he had to take a break because he was crying so much and he didn't even know the guy like, that much. He said he heard him before he met him that day. He heard him singing gospel music in the morning. He would uh, was always singing, you know,
1: gospel. Yeah, but he got he got killed. And, and I don't want to say anything, but hey, something looked very suspicious to me. Yeah. Why is it yeah. that this guy went up and testified a couple of days after he's dead? Something looked very suspicious. Something he, is not going he, right.
0: He testified back um, at least September 24th. So mm-hmm. it's been a while. It's been a few days, but we'll see what happens. Hopefully they'll find, they'll find out what's going on.
1: Well, if there's no justice, there won't be no peace. And God knows we need peace. So dear God, please give us justice. We need justice in this world.
0: you hate wax on your produce, wouldn't it be nice to have organic produce delivered to your home every week at affordable prices? And not just any produce, but produce you get to pick that you actually like coming from a local farm. Let me rave some more about Imperfect Produce. I love this company. Not only are they making sure that small organic family farmers can make more money and avoid trashing perfectly good food, but they deliver that good food straight to your doorstep. Click on the link in the show notes for $10 off your first box of produce. Thank you so much for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe so you're notified on all our future episodes when they're released.